Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Christian Teen Talk with Keely Lloyd, where we talk about being a Christian teen in a rapidly changing society. Today we are doing part two of the Road to Salvation series, and y'all, in this episode, Debbie McDoodle will be answering some of the hard questions Christians are asked today. The reason we are answering these questions is because as Christians, we need to be prepared on how to answer some of the tough questions we will get throughout our walk with God. Yeah, hey, I'm Debbie. Um, I was on the last episode, so um, you should I should be familiar to you, and uh, I'm glad to be with y'all again. Thanks, yeah. Keely, for letting me be on your podcast. Yes, of course. I say let's just dive into the first question I hear a lot, which is, why does bad things happen to good people? Okay, so in college, I took a class called Apologetics, and in Apologetics, we had to actually pick topics, and a lot of these questions that you have on this paper um, were topics that either I picked or someone else picked Mm -hmm. to research and and write a 10 to 15 page paper on. Mm -hmm. Um, This first one we learned because our professor, this is a very common question, well, if God is loving and God is good, then why do bad things happen to good people? He nailed it right on the head just as quickly as possible. He said, are we really good? Are we really good people? Romans 3.23 tells us, we just read it in the last episode, Mm -hmm. that we are all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. Amen. So we can't be sinners and be good. So that doesn't work. Um, So, for and then he, he furthermore explained, he said for the believer, bad things happen trials happen but there there's reasons for it mm-hmm. um he ha- god gives us trials to get our attention maybe we're falling away from christ and we need to get back on the right path um he gives us trials to help us grow as believers um i think of people like job job was a good man yeah he really was a good man and he went through so many trials and mm-hmm. that grew him and lastly um he gives us trials to discipline us to keep us disciplined and to um allow us to just to continue to grow in our faith yes. for the unbeliever uh trials can happen as a way to bring them to jesus as a way to bring them to friends like you and friends like people who want to share jesus with them because they have no other way to they have nowhere else to go so the bible is the obvious answer for mm-hmm. us as believers that's our job to share that with them another commonly asked question is why would god let people go to hell in the first place Okay, so this is another good question. Um, the Bible is clear about God not wanting anybody to go to hell. True. In John three sixteen, it tells us that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, should have everlasting life. And then it tells us in uh, John six forty. let me go to it. Um, hold on. It says, uh, this is the will, this is 39. This is the will of the Father of him who sent me. Of all he's given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees his son and believes him may have everlasting life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. So, and then, oh, the last one, sorry. First Timothy 2, 4 is a great one for um, explaining that God doesn't want people in hell. He does, that, that's not why he came. He did not come so that he could pick one good person and be like, okay, the rest of you can go to hell. So, um... Romans, or uh, 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4 says, For this good and acceptable, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. He desires that. However, 
the Bible also explains to us what happens when we reject Christ. Mm-hmm. Romans 6.23 tells us that we, the wages of sin is death. So we know we're sinners, but we choose, we choose not to accept Christ. We die knowing that. Um, Matthew 10.33 tells us, this is 32 and 33. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him will I confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him will I also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So it's that simple. He doesn't want you to die and go to hell. But if you reject him, that's your own choice out of your own free will. Exactly. I think the question we're about to talk about, a lot of people battle with asking, which is, do I really matter to God? Yes. Goodness, yes. The Bible tells us how much he cares for you. God's word tells us to consider the lilies and how he keeps them. And then how it says we're even more than that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the Old Testament, God compares us and tells us, uh, or he calls us, you know, his chosen people. And um, so, yes, God does, or you do matter to God. You matter more than the sparrows. You matter more than the stars in the sky. Um, and if he created you, which he did, because he knit you in your mother's womb, He created you with a purpose. He made you fearfully and wonderfully made, and you do matter to him. Yes, that is so, so good, Debbie. This next question is kind of a hard one, and really just having the wrong perspective of Christianity. And the question is, isn't following Jesus all about just following the rules? Yes, that one's a hard one. Um, I think especially the stigma that Christianity gets is that if you don't do this, 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 or this, then you can't be saved. If you don't do this, this, or this, or this, then you can't. You obviously can't love Jesus the way you're supposed to. However, um, following Jesus is about infinite joy. Following Jesus is about a relationship with him that's intimate and deep. Um, and believers, believe it or not, uh, we fail every day in following Jesus. So if it was just about rules, we would all we would all be messed up and, and headed to hell. But it's not. It's about um, grace, and it's about having faith in him. And it's about just reading his word and praying and learning more about Jesus. That's that's following Jesus. It's hard. It's it's part for the course. It's not the easiest path, but it's the most rewarding. And it's the most joyous path, for sure. Yes, so true. I hear this question quite often from new believers that haven't been raised in a Christian household. So the Bible is something new to them. And it's, how can I trust the Bible to be true? Okay, so... Um, some would say, well, there's really no answers. You just have to have faith. But that's really not good enough for a new believer. It is mm-hmm. true. You have to have faith, and you have to know that, that God's word is true. Yes. But um, for someone who either lacks that faith or lacks the knowledge of the Bible, who doesn't know Jesus yet as a Savior, or even someone who just became a Christian, um, they're going to wonder, well, how can we know that all of this, and even, even someone who's been saved for a little bit, how can we know? that this is real. Like, how can we know what we're doing has a purpose? How can we know? You know, I remember sitting in college classes and hearing some of the things I learned and being like, okay, like I trust it because I'm, I'm saved and I know that this is true, but how can I know for sure that this isn't all just crazy, that like by the end of my life, I've worked for nothing? Um, and the answer is to have faith. But the Bible also has historical counts yeah. that are true. And it's, you know, you can see them in, in archaeology, you can see them in history, and they, they account to the same thing that the Bible says. In the Old Testament, there's prophecy after prophecy that you see fulfilled in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And then if you read if you read Scripture and you know that it's infallible, you, just, you really just have to know that it is, simply because that's what it says. And that's 
that God said he is. He's the word, and he's infallible. But I think the, the main thing I would point people back to is, like, go, go research history and see what you can find. Match history with the Bible and see what happens, because you'd be surprised at finding that it's true. And our last question for today's episode is, how can you believe in the Bible if it hasn't been scientifically proven? Um, well, has anything been scientifically proven? The Big Bang Theory has not been scientifically proven. Like, they say it has, but it has not. And you can look at the scriptures, <clears throat> and you can look at the, um, you know, it's, it says it's a round earth or a flat, you know, ground. You can look at the flood that happened, and again, and compare that to history, and compare that to science, and know that it's true. And again, in the science matter, you just have to trust that God's word is complete and, and infallible and irreplaceable and true. Yes, so true. Thank you so much, Debbie, for coming on the podcast for this series and to answer the tough questions that some of us will be asked throughout our walk in faith. You're welcome. I'd like to add that everything we talked about in this episode will be in our show notes at christianteentalkpodcast.blogspot.com. To stay up to date with us, follow us on Instagram at Christian Teen Talk Podcast.